tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. As I tell you tales, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> it's over 9,000! What is up, everybody, out in fucking Rain Man Digital Media Land? Yes, this is Gregory Darkside Holmes coming at you for another episode of Otaku. And we have a studio and virtual studio full of a cavalcade of characters. Uh, with me today is my Filipino stand, uh, David Sabal. Now that's a theme to step into the show. With. Yeah. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, JoJo's. great show. And also we have Mr. Mike Flores. Ha um, ha ha, Jesus, that, <laughs> I never, that never gets old. And then another great guest in the studio, or I should say virtual studio, uh, Reina. This is actually the second show you and I have done together, and I'm actually pretty stoked that you're on this show. So welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. So today we, as our previous review shows, we have been reviewing shows that uh, we probably normally don't watch usually probably out of our norm of shows that we watch so trying to branch out and try new things and give our opinion to help new anime fans and current anime fans uh maybe find a new show to get into to invest in um especially during these uh dark uh dark times of constant hand washing face masks and um, stupid protests of dumb people, mainly <laughs> white people. So let's get right into it. That's racist. It. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm also banned on Facebook for three days for saying fucking white people, so <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck whitey. Um, so we're going to get into our first show. Um, this is another Netflix original. This is something that I've... I, a genre of show that i don't normally watch <laughs> sure um mm-hmm. but <laughs> shut up mike um <laughs> this is uh beast stars uh this is in a school populated by anthropomorphic animals a humble wolf with anxiety investigates a classmate's sudden murder while contending with his bewildering feelings for a kindly dwarf rabbit um so yes for those of you that are going did he say anthropomorphic animals i did um, which now probably a lot of you are wondering, do the hosts on the show like furries? Um, no, I, I don't. If that's your thing, more I, power I to you. I respect you I respect it. it. Yeah. And I'll defend your right to, for your fandom. Um, David, on the other hand, that we found out. He's a furry. Uh, used to. Used to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I always feel that once you are one, you never really stop being one. Um, well, you can't fit into the suit properly, you know? Are they well, like maybe, gangs? Maybe, no, they're not. Like, are, they, are they gangs? I don't know. Now I'm just envisioning, envisioning like, you know, LA Street gangs, but as furries. As furries. Blood in, uh, blood out furries. Yeah, you know. Orale, Vato, what are you, a dragon? A dog? A dog. What are you? I'm a perro, eh? I'm a, I'm a fox, eh? <laughs> I'm a fox. What does the fox say? It says, give me your fucking money. What the um, fuck? That would be a coyote. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for the clarification, Mike. Um, so getting into the show, um, first off, go over just the production company again. Like I said, this is a Netflix original. Um, the production company is orange. Uh, this is their first show they've completely done under their own banner. Um, they have worked on other titles in various aspects. Uh, one of the ones that I I really like, it's an older one. It's black lagoon. They've done some CG photography for them. They actually worked on two films that we talked about in our last news update show, 
which was Evangelion 1.0, You Are Not Alone. They did the special effects, and they worked on Evangelion 2.0, You Cannot Advance. They did the modeling for the Evangelions. So uh, that's actually pretty cool. Really cool that, you know, they're kind of now getting their chance to kind of do their own thing. Um, The show is directed by Shinichi Matsumi. Um, He was the unit director on um, a Studio Ghibli film, Porco Rosso. That's another one you've talked about. It's it's it's, a, it's another classic. It's one of those lesser known Ghibli films, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth a watch because, to me, I don't think I've really seen a bad Ghibli film. No, he's also actually this was a surprising one. He worked on the 2011 uh, 2012 Thundercat series as a supervising director, oh. and then he worked on another um, pretty pretty rad feature length anime, uh, Steam Boy, as the technical director. Which Steamboy actually made steampunk kind of cool and not um, the did. shitty, like, weird um, bondage Victorian thing that everybody makes it out to be. Today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he's got some clout. Yeah, he's he's worked on some pretty good shit. And, he really um, has. You know, and that, I mean, for me, I like that Thundercat series from the, you know, the 10s, I guess we're calling. Is that what we're calling them in the 2000s? The 10s? Yeah, why not? Um, nice and hip. We'll yeah, you know. Back in, Hash- the te- back in the 10s. Hashtag it. Yeah, hashtag 10s. And then I only did two. I only did the two main characters, Lagoshi, which is the gray wolf, and then Haru, which is the uh, the rabbit, the dwarf, the white dwarf rabbit. Um, Lagoshi is, um, for the Japanese version, is voiced by Chikahiro Kobayashi. He, his like more well, the other kind of more well-known animes that he's worked on um, was the time I got reincarnated as Slime as a character named Renga. And then in Golden Kamui, he was a uh, Sugimoto Sachi. Uh, You're very seen, good with those names. Thank you. I would hope so for as much anime as I watch. <laughs> you watched. For a white man. Yeah. For um, a round eye. For, for, for a ginger. Yeah. Um, you know, a wow. soulless one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here we go. And then uh, English <laughs> is uh, Jonah Scott, who... Um, did a lot more uh, live action. His only other anime credit that was worth note was another Netflix anime, which is a uh, Kengan Ashura. He did Lihito. Um, Kengan Ashura is another like ultra violent fighting anime. So kind of a jump from ultra violent fighting to um, anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> so, um, and then Haru, which is a dwarf white rabbit um, is voiced by Sayaka Senbongi. Um, she was Scylla in food wars. And then she actually, to go with our uh, opening music, she was Trisha Una, Guido Mista, and Spice Girl from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Adventure. And then her English voice actor, her voice acting credits were, I was very surprised. Lara Jill Miller did uh, Lambie from Doc McStuffins, um, which is a children's yeah. show. And then she also did Fink, Truffle, and Mama Truffle from OKKO, OK, Let's Be Heroes. Also another kid's show on, I believe it's Cartoon Network. So, um, again, another jump from wholesome kid shows to anthropomorphic animals. animals. <laughs> um, so, uh, Raina, I'll start with you since you are new on the show. Uh, what did you think of V-Stars? <laughs> Thanks. Because <laughs> me look like the weirdo first. Well, no, um, because when we, when you, before we started the show, you go, what the fuck do you have me watching, Greg? So, well, well you know, ladies first. I guess when I, you know, I'm in the two episodes, I'm actually past the first two episodes now, but <laughs> when I got to the second episode, I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now with these animals? <laughs> That's all I could think. Um, aside from that, the typical stuff I like to see in an anime, the voice acting, the sounds, the scenery, um, 
I mean, just, I wasn't expecting it to be as good and I wasn't expecting to be as invested as I am right now. Yeah. So we, um, so were you invested like after the second episode because you kept watching? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think I'll, I'll, you know, for me, that was the same as well. Um, I was invested at their second episode. Um, (laughs) David, our, um, resident, um, former, as I use air quotes, (laughs) furry, um, what are your thoughts on the show? I actually really liked the show. Um, <laughs> the the whole thing actually was had me hooked pretty much by the second episode, just like you guys. Um, I like the character of Lagoshi. I like the kind of elements th- that his character they're dealing with about like his quote unquote urges, <laughs> and it, in a lot of ways, when I first got into this anime series, I started thinking, I wonder, I wonder if like if people remember the Pixar film Zootopia, the same type of um, themes are going to be touched on about like animal instincts and stuff like that. Okay. Before I move on to Mike's opinion of this, I have to really go on this now because you're literally comparing a fucking kid's film to this. He's not too far off though. I mean, you're not, I mean, I I, I agree with you with Brandon and you, you're you're not too far off, Um, but I, I think with, but the difference between this and Beat Start, oh, is between yeah, it's it's, a, they it's, go it's large all the way. Yeah, um, Mike, your thoughts, good sir. Okay, well, I only watched two episodes because that's all I could handle. <laughs> I, Mike, I love when you're on these shows, the review shows, and we get to the shows that you're just like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. <laughs> Because I love your reviews, or you're just like I, I couldn't handle any more than this. I uh... <laughs> there's a lot that's good about this series. I will say that the animation is stunning. Yes, the concept is stunning. I even like the idea of this kid struggling with certain urges, which is an allegory that I'm not going to get into right now. Okay. That's a, that's an hour show. <laughs> that's an hour show. No, let's do it. No, I'm just kidding. I like it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really into these types of animes. I might like this. Greg, thank you for picking this for me. <laughs> like you gave me something where I didn't have to watch. A weird dude try to pry open a twelve-year-old leg. Oh yeah, plunder. But then there we go. five minutes towards the end, <laughs> we have a rabbit just stripping naked. Okay, ready. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna watch it. I just, I'm just not. In. Now, if this was a woman, I'm not into this animal shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into the furry shit. I don't judge you if you are, but I just can't make that connection. I get what they're doing with it. And I think there is at, at its heart, there is an intelligent show here, but that just kind of killed it for you. That kills it for you. In my own opinion. And there may be anime fans that get mad at me for saying this, but I feel like sometimes because of the genre or even the fandom, I think these shows sometimes become a victim of their fandom. There are expectations that, come with certain genres of anime and because of that they dangerously come close they dangerously come close to being essentially a parody of what they are 
Yes. So to go off of that, like I said at the beginning, this is something I don't normally watch. Um, but I have a friend, uh, a fellow artist who was like, have you watched? I said, no, it's on my list of stuff to watch, which is always funny because it's in my Netflix, you know, list of stuff to watch with every other anime that I have in there. And uh, my wife goes, what is this? And she goes, is this that furry shit? And I go, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not going to try to explain it to you. I'm just going to say yes. And then we just move on. Um, but like every, like David and Raina, I, after the second episode, I was like, well, shit, I got to find out what happens. Yeah. He fucks the rabbit. Okay. And, That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, um, he doesn't, but, yes, um, but, but that's what you're left to think. So I was yeah, like, you know what? I'm not, I don't care. They, they, they leave it there. And you're like, well, shit. Okay. This is where this is going. But then you're like, well, okay. Now, now you're like, oh shit. Now I just fuck. I need to find out if this actually happens. Um, so I'm invested in it as well. Exactly. But the animation, but you're like, invested on, because you want to find out if he's going to fuck her that and where the story goes because the story goes because because they, they build up so many so many different i don't say a bunch of plot lines that verge but that's essentially what they do is that lagoshi is kind of the center of all this yes and he's having to deal with the fact that he's a he's a carnivore yes and that he is at a school where it's carnivores and herbivores live together or you know must cohesively coexist yeah um and so he's having to deal with those urges as a carnivore that carnivores eat herbivores. herbivores. That's, you know, the circle of life. Thank you, Disney. And, you know, um, Leo the White Lion, um, <laughs> which is not a uh, basis of Lion King at all. That they they go through and they take these things and they put it into an actually really cohesive story. That's the thing. Like everybody said, the animation is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. There are some scenes where, for me having done animation there's some scenes where that the motion looks a little bit stiff but overall it's it's beautiful i yeah. felt like that motion was intentional a little bit though i was wondering if that i noticed exactly That's what, what you I just said and I, I thought I, it was i thought they meant for it to look that way i kind of like it it's different because essentially a lot of those times when i saw like the animation that you're talking about greg i always put it towards that character story. Right. And like Lagoshi is very, he's very awkward. He's right. going through a phase of well, life that's, where I he think is stiff and he is like, why well, I'm, I think that's, you know, not only him, but other characters as well, where we can all kind of relate to that mm-hmm. where when we were all in high school, we were growing up and it's those things where you start to have to deal with those different, those new, new thoughts or, you know, your, your, your body's changing and things are happening <laughs> and you're going to start looking at women in a different way. You don't want to say, ooh, cooties anymore. You wouldn't say, ooh, look at that booty. <laughs> I mean, and that's what's going on in this, uh, essentially. I mean, essentially. I know, think so- the fact that you have a rabbit portraying a what is supposed to be a vulnerable girl, and then you have a wolf that's portraying what is supposed to be this strong, menacing character, and the fact that they're exact opposite, I think that's kind of what makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you and can what, get past the furry part, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> once you accept the fact that, okay, they're just, you know, instead of people, they're animals. And that's, but, that, that's the thing is kind of like when I look at it, is the furry element there? Absolutely. Because like, you know, I, but is that, I know is, that, what, is that the basis for the story? No, it, no it's, it's just. Not. Yes. But the if, perversion aspect and the, the kink it distracts from for yeah. me it distracts from the story and i get that anime is very much that way and i understand that many fans of anime 
watch anime for these very reasons. But for someone like myself, it's uh, that is thing. more about story. I don't care if I'm into the kink. I don't care if I'm into the specific thing that they're utilizing uh, in terms of the the sex aspect. Okay, the perversion. Like I am fine with that. But even if I like it, if it's distracting from the story, I don't give a shit about it. I'm just going to turn it off because if I'm going to get my rocks off, I'm going to go to Pornhub.com and look at pornography. Yeah. It, it just doesn't do it for me. All it does is distract. I think I think, and I, I could see where that could be a distraction for, for some people. If I get a boner every five minutes, how can I enjoy the show? <laughs> oh, that's what the problem is. Yes, the rabbit. It's going to be a boner. But one thing, uh, another thing about the show that I, I did. I wanted like, to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, God. Oh, um, before, before we move on to our second show was I like that the different species of like rabbit and other, you know, animals, they had their clicks. They had their, you know, oh, well, I'm a, you know, whatever rabbit. And you're just yeah. a plain white rabbit. You're fucking garbage. And, you know, oh, he's a gray wolf. That means he, you know, he's a he's a fucking predator. Like. It's like you were in high school. It's where, you know, you're like, oh, that's that guy. Oh, he's all oh, the sure He does the drugs. He, there's there's the clicks and they do it so well to where it's not. It doesn't seem forced. Like they're like, we're forcing this element into the show. And that's what that that's the thing is like, is the furry element there? Yeah. But if I were to take out the furry element, right. And just it'd be make a typical this, high school, high it'd school be a, story. It'd be a typical high school story. And And honestly, it's a very compelling high school story because like. But I think with. The furry element it yeah. adds another layer to the story because if it was a typical high school story and Lagoshi was just a guy, dealing you feel with like, his... then you're just okay. You're just dealing. It's, it'd be a slice of life story, yes. You know where it's like, well, he's dealing with the fact that his his body's changing and he's yeah. starting to feel these weird feelings when he's like with a girl and this girl's like just stripping now. Like, okay, this is what you want, all right. And I think that that kind of goes to show you know another aspect of kind of society where it's like, oh, okay, so everybody thinks that I'm easy and that I'm, you know, a whore, so might as well just go with it because this is what you're here for. Yeah. Um so Mike's, you know, I think out of the out of the four of us, Mike didn't get invested after the second episode. <laughs> um I did I was starting to get into it. I just that part killed it for you. I even, I was even I can't get a voter for the white rabbit. What's so going strange. on? After the first episode, I was even considering saving the second episode to watch with my son. Oh no. <laughs> because I'm always looking for anime that is appropriate for my son that him and I can watch together. And I'm like, okay, this might be the one he's going to dig this. It's on Netflix and we can do it you know, on Wednesday nights when we have nothing to do. And <laughs> then we got to that I rabbit just, scene. Just, you get to the rabbit <laughs> scene. It's like, well, I'm so glad wow. I waited because I was literally going to bring him to the room to watch the second episode with me. And I'm like, well, oh, I'm glad I didn't because he would have just looked at me like, what are you trying to make me watch, Dad? The next day, the next day you wake up, he or he's made rabbit ears. He's like, Dad, I'm a rabbit. Ah, shit. <laughs> shit. I don't know. I don't know what to say to you, but cool. All right. Whatever. All right. Oh, shit. Uncle David showed me how to make them. Oh. oh. <laughs> These used to be Uncle David's. <laughs> and hey, I wasn't a rabbit. I was a wolf. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the second show. That has no anthropomorphic animals in it. <laughs> yes. Yet. We, yeah. Shit. We are talking about the third season of the Netflix original Castlevania. God. Um, I said it with seasons one and two to you, David. I think also to you, Mike, off the show before we started even doing the shows that 
this is probably one of the best video game um, anime series that no I have ever seen. It, it is it's, the best. It's taking the animation's it, amazing. It's that old school style looking animation. Yep. It's it takes the subject matter, the, the material, and executes it perfectly. And on top of the t- elevates it. Because if you think about it, the story of Castlevania is very easy. It's, it's simple. It's, it's the simple. Belmonts versus Dracula. Dracula. Your whole goal is to go through the giant fucking castle, castle. that takes you weeks to explore every <laughs> fucking Looking section grainy. of it. But, um, but it's it's always that it's always a good story and a good ending. Yeah. Um, so, Raina, have you watched the first two seasons of Castlevania? Yes, but kind of. I literally was just next to my husband while he was watching them, kind of watching, kind of not paying attention. I've always kind of caught a lot of anime like that, more than I even knew I was watching and liked it. But then I got a little more invested after Mike said, okay, this is what you have to watch. And then I started watching. I was like, holy shit, I need to go rewatch all of this again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to. There's no way. The scenery is beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. Oh, my God. The voice acting. I love the nature sounds when, I mean, you got Alucard out and just, you know, grabbing fish and just the sounds and everything. It's it's (laughs) It's, amazing. It's extremely well done. And um, for those that don't know what Castlevania is. A vampire hunter fights to save a besieged city from an army of otherworldly creatures controlled by, well, none other than Dracula. Dracula. So if you've played the games, if, you know, if you've seen season one and two, then season three continues on that story. But yes, what I like about the story is that this is now more of kind of a downtime for the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I've really liked about what, Netflix has done with this is that they found a company, an animation studio, which is powerhouse animation studios that has a really good understanding of anime, um, a really good understanding of animation that what style fits the subject matter. Um, they're working. They're also working on the new masters of the universe series that Kevin Smith is, is helming. Uh, they also did a series called size Manos, which is a really cool, um, like Kung Fu, uh, like Latin Kung Fu anime show. Um, and then they're doing the new gods and heroes, which is a Greek myth, you know, inspired show. Yeah. Um, it, they, the first two seasons were great. Um, oh, the voice actors that they have for this are amazing. You have Richard Armitage. I don't Trevor. mind actually listening to the English, you know, cause usually I'm yeah. against the, Everything English when it comes to anime. I want to hear the Japanese dialogue, but I'm okay with the dubbing. Because you got Richard, again, you got Richard Armitage as Trevor Belmont, who was Thorin in the Hobbit films. Yes. Um, Who I think is is perfect for Trevor Belmont. Uh, You have James Callis as Alucard. Perfect Alucard. Um, Guys, guys, fucking guys, Balter, the backstabbing piece of shit from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Alejandro Reynos. Uh, who is uh, Sifa Belnatis? Is that how you that Sifa Sifa? Thank you. Her only other credit was Flora from Winx Club, but she's done amazing. Her character. Oh no, her her, her Sifa is her voice working as Sifa is great. Uh, Hector, who is voiced by Theo James, he w- I never watched the Insurgent films, but he was four. Uh, he briefly voiced Rec Rec in the Netflix Dark Crystal series. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, David in the un- in Underworld Awakening and Blood Wars. Yep. 
I'm going to butcher this next name at, at a toe, at a toe combo McCormick. Arigato. <laughs> Who does the voice of Isaac? Uh, he is voicing Kofi in the gods and hero series coming from Netflix. He's done various video games, more notably uh, call of duty, black ops four and call of duty, modern warfare. More importantly, the showrunners Warren Ellis. How the fuck did I yes. not know that? Warren Ellis was do, was the showrunner for this. Yeah. If you would have told me this three years ago, I would have watched this far sooner. I don't know where I was. I follow Warren Ellis's career. I've been reading pretty much every, or I have read pretty much everything he's done from the comic book side. The guy is a master at his craft. He is. And I've actually portrayed Warren Ellis on a podcast yes, with David. Uh, which I believe I also lost part of my mind <laughs> right. trying to be Warren Ellis. And lastly, you have uh, Carmilla, who I think is a boss ass vampire bitch voiced by Jamie Murray. Well, that was the very impressive part about season three, because like I had a question where it was like, okay, Dracula's done. Dracula did, yeah. has been dealt well, with. that's the thing is that at the end of season two, you're like, well, what can they do now? What can they do now? And so you have Carmilla taking yeah. up the, the like the main kind of villain, um, which this is her only notable voice acting credit. She was Theresa Walker, Anissa Al Ghul on Gotham, and she played Antoinette on the originals. Mm-hmm. Um, keep she in the season two when she showed up, she completely took over as probably one of the best. I don't want to say like secondary villains, but that's she what brought it, but, a sense of sin, uh, like this sinister villain just on the horizon. Right. Well, and she brought that aspect of I'm the female, I'm a female vampire, but I'm not going to fall into the hierarchy of male vampires are the best. Yes. Um, now, Randy, you said you kind of caught pieces of season one and two for season three. Um, how far uh, yeah, the first few episodes, a couple episodes is what we all, you know, we're supposed to watch. And, this one, like just the first two episodes sets the stage. I think for it, I mean, the season was great, but the first two episodes really kind of set the stage for where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even mentioned Raina, the, the sounds with Alucard. Uh, and then I actually kind of chuckled. I don't know if anybody else did. And, uh, when he was sitting there in, in the castle and he voiced when Trevor he was and, talking and, and Saifa. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That was so awesome. <laughs> Losing because, his like, fucking mind. Because I was like, going, Alucard really number one, he hates, he hates Trevor, <laughs> but he also likes Trevor. And, and you get that from the voice acting and the way that Alucard is addressed because he might hate Trevor, but my God, he misses him. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> and I think uh, with, with these shows and especially since the fact that these first two shows were Netflix originals. So now, Marina, since your first time on the show, how, how long have you been an anime fan? God, I don't consider myself a true fan because I don't, you know, hoard watch it like you guys do. Um, but I've been watching anime well over twenty years. Okay, so long, long time fan. Anything. No, yeah. trust we. The new show we aged ourselves pretty pretty well. So that's she's why. not a fan, but she's been watching for twenty years. Got it? Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Doesn't make me a fan. Okay, just because I've watched it here and there, she I'm watches. not a true fan. I'm not watch- a fan. God, this show is fucking horrible. I'm gonna watch the whole goddamn oh my season. God, I really hate anime. I don't know. Why. I'm gonna watch it for another nineteen years. <laughs> 
What's this new show? Anime. Dragon Ball Z? Fuck, this sounds stupid. I'm going to watch it all. I didn't watch that. Dragon Ball Z? Why, why do we have to start at Z? It should have been Dragon Ball A. This is fucking dumb. <laughs> Leave me alone. God. Uh, yeah. But I think what's great is the amount of anime that's out now. Yes. Oh, my God. There's so much. And it's very overwhelming. Yeah. Well, even even when you said you caught bits and pieces of season one and two, you're, you're like, oh, I have to go back and watch. They like, really watch it now. And I even rewatched seasons one and two before three came out for the just the first the, the first season alone. If that was all that we got. Oh, I'd be happy. I was just the scene alone where the Dracula sends the demons forth to take over the city. Yeah. And then there's the preacher or the the priest or whatever in the church and the giant demon comes in and says, your God's abandoned you. Oh, he doesn't care. Cool. He just shit. On, like basically he's like, he just shit on you. So <laughs> I'm here now. My, the, the, the one scene that sold it for me was the final fight scene where they show up at the castle for the first time. And all of a sudden you hear the famous Castlevania. Uh, I think it's blood. Blood Throne or yeah, it's 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 the it's most that, it's iconic. That, it's, it's that classic, it's Castle, the classic like, iconic Castlevania theme, and all you hear is basically Trevor go, "Okay, here's the game plan. You fight here, fight here," and it all just came together. Yeah, and that's what sold me on the series was the fact that the production house behind Castlevania understands the understands the the story and the elements, but on top of that, they bring this like over-the-top production value yeah. well, to the series. And, and so, uh, I don't know if any, if, you know, you guys looked over the, when you guys, I sent out the notes of, like, who worked on this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was, when I was looking through the production company, because I knew it was Powerhouse Animation, was uh, Frederator Studios also worked on, helped, you know, with the series. Uh, their other notable shows were Adventure Time, Fairly Odd Parents, Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory, and Johnny Bravo. All fantastic. What? Yeah, so which is kind of funny that you have this very adult anime, this very violent, gory, very demonic anime, <laughs> and then you have this studio that worked on like very kid-centric shows along with MUA Films, which basically did Ben 10. So... I mean, they have range. Right, exactly. We can do kids, we can do adults, we can do everything in between. What about animals? No. Uh, <laughs> there's they, a line we will not cross. There's a, there's a line we won't cross. So... I think with with this show and Mike, have you see you haven't watched the first two seasons yet, have you? No, I never got into it until you told me to what? watch it for this discussion. I didn't think they would be able to pull off a Castlevania adaptation, so I didn't even give it a shot. And I know anime fans said check it out, it's good, but I'm like, eh, eh. I won't look at it. I won't check it out. But now that uh, I watched it and I found out that Warren Ellis is behind it, I will definitely give it a second chance. You the first two seasons or a first chance, I should first, say. The first two seasons will are really bring it home. I mean season one itself was great. So for those of you that haven't checked it out yet, uh definitely I mean all three seasons are on Netflix now. And I mean, look, we're all home. We're, you know, we're not going out. Uh, you know, you got time. You can go back and watch it. Uh you got a lot of stuff on there. So, you know, B stars. Castlevania, <laughs> take your pick. So or don't, or, or, or don't. in my case, don't with B stars. Definitely go with Castlevania. <laughs> so our last one, and I wanted to throw in a classic one. 
I want to start. I kind of threw in one heck of a one. I want to start you know, do, throwing some classics in there for people that might be new to anime or they might be. This is a deep cut. Long time anime fans cut. that might not have known about this show. So the third show that we're talking about is Record of Lotus Wars. So Record of Lotus Wars, basically the summary is on the cursed island continent of Lotus. A party of adventurers becomes caught up in struggle against a pl- against the plot to conquer Lotos and revive a long dormant ancient evil deity. It's a 13 part Japanese television series, which is based on a series of novels and is notable among other things for its inclusion of elements from the Dungeons and Dragons role playing game. Yep. So now, Reina, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what did you think of of Lotus War? Well, I may not have gotten into it entirely, but I thought there were some cool elements to it. A lot of things that I like about it. One being, uh, I shouldn't compare this because there's really not a good comparison, but had like a kind of Game of Thrones vibe to it. You know, with the dragons, the castles, the dungeons, that kind of vibe to it. Um, I don't know. I, there's so much detail in this and it's hard for me to kind of keep up with that. Yeah, that's this my is... problem with a lot of anime is that when you're getting invested, I have a hard time with that, with all the details. Yeah, well, like you know, Mike and David said, be when we got it, when we when I brought up the show, was that this is a deep cut. This is one of those one that longtime anime fans are like, this is probably this is honestly a this is, I would say this is classic. I would say this is a, a a perfect or near perfect show. Well, the thing about Record of Lotus War that you gotta remember that back in 1990. We didn't have like shows like Game of Thrones, Witcher, and the market wasn't saturated. I was about to say that, yeah. With fantasy at that point, especially in anime, Record of Lotus War came around and just blew everyone's minds. Of you can tell an animation or anime story that isn't about giant robots, or that isn't like comedic or comedic. It's Um, you can go the fantasy route. Yeah, this filled a void that I didn't know needed to be filled because as David said, we didn't have all this content in the nineties when it came to the fantasy. It just wasn't a thing yet. Lord of the Rings wasn't out yet. Harry Potter wasn't out yet. So we had these, I had these cravings for the fantasy aspect. It's a genre that I've always been in love with. And when one of my friends let me borrow his, cassette his vhs cassette for the very first episode of the lotus war i was sold i spent i think three hundred dollars to get the entire run yeah this was one of those runs that basically like with record of lotus war to me is on there for the rush uh mount rushmore of anime yeah it's so smart it's It's, so it it, rain is right there is a lot of details there's a lot of detail and unfortunately if you're getting into anime and just jumping into Record of Lotus War now, the impact doesn't hit you as much, I think, because the market is so saturated. Right. Well, because if you, if you watch Game shows. of Thrones and you're like, hey, watch Record of Lotus War if you like Game of Thrones, this is something that, you know, that would be up your alley. You watch and you're like, oh, this isn't, you know, okay, yeah, this is. But for us that, you know, the three of us that, you know, essentially grew up, we grew up with it as part of our uh, initiation to anime. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Was, holy shit, this is. This is awesome because it has those D and D elements. Like there's no denying oh, yeah. that. And this is something that I think, you know, my wife, not a huge anime fan. She loved this. 
Yeah. I mean, she made the comparison. Like, oh, this is she's like, oh, it's very Game of thrones It's serious. It doesn't have that weird anime shit in it. Which, you know, again, reckoning back to Beastars, this, you know, the white rabbit getting naked. Uh, this is what your <laughs> wife said about it, it being serious. That's the reason why I've always been drawn to this, because that's the anime I tend to like. I like the more serious. I like my entertainment more serious with a well-crafted story in a series or movie that's not afraid to take time to let it marinate. That's proper entertainment in my opinion there's a lot of anime that is boom 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 one scene to the next to the next to the next and if that's your thing that's great but i've always been more about those i don't want to say slow burn but i just want to say more of those those animes that are willing to take the time to let the story really marinate really marinate yeah well i think and so and this was ahead of its time yeah well mm-hmm. and kind of to to you know reina like you said there's a lot of detail into it and that's kind of it was it's a lot that's what i what i would say is it's definitely worth the watch it's oh, definitely yeah. worth kind of the burn through it and it's one of those again we've all said it and i think we can keep saying it to the end of time that it's one of those shows that if you like Lord of the Rings, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, if you like Harry Potter, any of those, any of those shows or, or whatever, there's something, this is something you can, you can get into. But again, it's, it's a slow burn. It's a slow yeah. build. I compare it to kind of like, I, I I actually told a friend of mine who's getting into anime and he heard about Record of Lotus War from a mutual friend. And I told him, you have to approach it like you're watching a classic film. You got to look at it and say, you know what, during this time, you never saw this, you know, a lot of the tropes, the anime tropes and fantasy, they sprung from record of Lotus war, the whole level one fighter becoming, uh, going and fighting and getting the Holy Avenger sword at the very end that started in record of Lotus war, the black knight, the, the, the villain who wears all black armor that came from like a record of Lotus war, the anti-hero, yeah, you've got this whole. What's funny is with the the team that the director that worked on this is two other notable shows. So Akinori uh, Nagaoka, his mm-hmm. two other films was Tokimeki Tonight, Mechalaka High, Mechalaka High Niho, uh, and then an animated film of The Diary of Anne Frank. Yep, and then then he did this. And then, funny enough, we were talking about Akira before we started the show. Uh, for Parn, the main character, the level yep. one hero. The level one hero, Parn. Takeshi Kusao. He also voiced Kai from Akira. He also voiced Trunks and Gotenks in Dragon DBZ Ball. Battle of the Gods. And other Dragon Ball films. Bill Timoney, who voiced the English version of Parn. His notable ones are Satora in Queen's Blade Wandering Warrior and then various characters for Pokemon. Yep. Uh, Deedlet, who is the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the beautiful elf. You know, the I think romantic what we have, interest. Of yeah. And what we have kind of with that, you have the. Are these in, the English dubs you're talking about? Or are these the Japanese? I'm talking both. about both the voice actors for both okay. the Japanese and English. So okay. for the Japanese, we're Japanese language was a. Yumo uh, Tama. Her notable ones are Erd from Oh My Goddess. Oh my God. And, and then Lee Fang <laughs> from Dead or Alive 6, the video yep. game. 
English is Lisa Ortiz, mm. who notably did various characters for Wix, and then Serenity Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh. And, uh, and but you had but the thing is they went on to do these things to do these things. Yeah. But they started in Record of Lotus War, and so this show. I mean, it's thirteen. I mean, it's thirteen episodes. Then you have an OVA series where the thing is seven episodes. Yes. Yeah. And it's on Funimation. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. But again, it's a huge, it's a huge investment because there's a lot to build. There's a lot. If you're, if you're interested in seeing how anime took the world by storm, this is one of those groundbreaking series. Yeah. This is a series that anybody from that time either has the DVD or still has the VHS they, they or has hold a candle to it. Or they have the, they have the, the uh, manga books. I'm yeah. interested in finding out though, from Reina's perspective, if it holds up, because for me, I was pleasantly surprised many times when I'm going back to watch an anime classic, I'm hesitant because I end up being disappointed. Rose colored glasses. Yeah. So I just rather not even go back sometimes. And that was the only thing I was dreading, Greg, when you had thrown on the Lotus War to the list of shows to watch. I was like, shit, I've been trying to avoid this. But I was pleasantly (laughs) surprised that I don't feel like it's aged. Yes, the animation style is definitely very different than what we're getting today. But overall, the voice acting, uh, the story, I feel personally it still holds up. And I was happy about that. But from a newbie of sorts who is more accustomed to watching more modern anime is there anything that kind of prevents you from fully getting invested because it's a little too old no no not at all actually i do prefer that style i don't i'm not too uh impressed by the newer type anime believe it or not it looks beautiful don't get me wrong yeah um i do like the older stuff however if I remove some of the aspects you guys said, like, hey, this was ahead of its time. If you remove the fact that you've seen Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, I could be a little bit more invested this, yeah. in this. And I will definitely let you know after I finish Beastars. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is also one of the ones where <laughs> <laughs> I think not only for new fans, but fans like us where the dub. They actually gave a shit about. Yeah, the dub actually holds up against the subtitle. Oh yeah, and they're both equal in 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 production value. I mean, it says a lot. I remember when I first watched Record of Lotus War, and I found out in Japan they put both versions out theatrically, and it got like a red carpet treatment. Oh yeah, they did a documentary on yeah. it and showed the the importance of these novels being turned into an anime. There was a lot of heart that was put into this. Oh no, and you can t- you can ago. tell you can tell just you know the way the show was made and everything that they cared about this a they lot. They cared about it, and kind of with that, kind of to go over the three shows, kind of wrap everything up. I would say with B stars, it's a three out of four on the host's recommendation scale. I would say uh, this is you know again, Mike. It was like, yeah, the furry stuff got, you know, <laughs> fucked me up. But I think we can all agree that Castlevania is definitely a four out of four. A four out of four. Uh, four out of four. Lotus War, I'm for it. I know I'm David's for it. for it. Mike, I know, is for it. Rain is still going through it. But 
and and that's the thing is like when you. But I would say, you, I would say, Reina, would you would you say with what you've seen so far of Lotus Orb, would you recommend it to somebody? Would I recommend? Oh yeah, definitely. This, especially somebody I know is looking for that particularly. I mean, I shouldn't say particularly, but you know, I know that's what they like. They're going to have to see that. It's something they have to see. But what I want to know, I'm only, I'm only an episode and a half deep. Uh, is there more action in this? Yeah, there is. Oh, so there is. is. So the way. Okay. See, that's what I need. I need like what you get in Castlevania heads exploding. Right. And I like the gore and I know, I'm not expecting gore from record of Lotus, but I mean, I need more action. There's more action. The way that I. When I when I had my wife watch the way I described it, I go, it's kind of the beginning of a D&D game. Yeah. Or the beginning of an RPG. Like, you're getting your party together. You have, you know, the dwarf. You have your warrior. You have the, you know, the it's mage. It's literally and, a Tolkien novel. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a it's fellowship of the ring. Well, and especially like some of the Story scene, building. Yeah. There's especially some of the scenes, like, when the characters show up to, like, to pick each, you know, to pick each other up and, like, we're going on an adventure. Yeah. It's very like Hobbit esque. So. Oh yeah, and especially every single character. I mean, even down to Woodchuck the Thief. Yeah, is just it's, freaking one of my favorite characters yeah. in that in that series. So, Serena, there is more action. Don't worry. There, there's plenty of action in this series. There's more dragons. There's you know plenty of it. So, don't worry. Once they get everything kind of set, like, hey, this is why we're going on this adventure, and this is what we're doing. And then once they're on the adventure, everything just kind of it just happens. I don't, yeah, it's, it it goes. But again, it's. It's a slow burn. So there's going to be some some very slow episodes, but then also some very epic episodes. Yeah. So. Okay. So with that, Raina, Mike, David, thank you so much for joining me again and for watching the shit that I recommend uh, <laughs> that is outside of all of our wheelhouses uh, for the most part. And next show, we'll see what else I recommend for everybody to watch. So again, everybody, thank you for joining us. Everybody in the studio, thank you for joining me again. I am Gregory Darkside Holmes. This has been Otaku. Everybody be safe, be healthy. Please just wash your hands and stay the fuck inside. Boink! Uh, no!